Welcome to another episode of the Rochester Club 476 podcast. I'm your host Suman Sreshta and this show includes speeches given by me and my fellow Toastmasters at our club in Rochester, New York. We meet every two weeks and this episode is from our meeting on July 6, 2023. If you are not a member of Toastmasters, I hope this podcast helps you see the value that this class brings. To put it simply, Toastmasters Club are individual groups that come together to assist each other with public speaking. Some people do it to help them in their career and some do it for personal reasons. And Toastmasters is international with over 15,000 clubs in 149 different countries. Anyways, I'm going to get right to the episode. If you want to learn more, you can listen to the intro episode of this podcast or go to the show notes for the direct link to the Toastmasters website to find a club that is local to you. First up, we have a returning speaker to this podcast, Mr. Jake Marsant. This is his first time giving this speech. The title of his speech is To Mike. So here is Jake Marsant with to Mike. Hello Toastmasters and most welcome guests. Nobody's brought up the 4th of July yet today. We just had that wonderful holiday and it got me thinking of someone very important in my life and that's my Uncle Mike. There's a fond memory I have from the 4th of July with him and that might be what sparked this thought of him. So we were at a family gathering. My family used to all get together, my cousins, my second cousins, big family, 50, 60 of us at least would show up to this party. And it would be right on the lake. And it was a beautiful day. There'd be fireworks, jet skis, lots of, lots of fun happening and family time where we could just be together. And there were six of us sitting at a table. I was sitting across from a couple of my second cousins. And my uncle Mike walks up and one of my second cousins, Katie, happens to be on her phone, and this is back in the QWERTY days when you're typing on your nine-number cell phone. And this was back when I was in eighth grade, so you know we're talking 15 years ago. And he notices that she's on her phone. Everybody else is talking. So what does he do? He says, "Oh, can I see that wonderful new phone you got?" And he takes it and he throws it in the lake. <laughs> and I think. I think Sherry, my aunt, I think she uh, might have pestered him a little bit and said that was not the right thing to do. Maybe he could have approached it a little bit differently. And she was a little heartbroken and maybe didn't have that much of a connection with Mike to really understand why he did such a thing. But she was torn over it and granted she was young as well. And so I think by the end of it, he ended up buying a cell phone for her on the way home. But it's it's a wonderful thought of just how important it is to be with family and when you're with family to spend that time with them another story i have this is just a continuous thing that he did that just shows the type of person that he was we would have a lot of family gatherings that were just our aunts uncles cousins and my grandparents my dad was one of eight and so i had 13 cousins and my Uncle Mike, he always made it a point when we had these gatherings once or twice a year to 
pull my cousins aside and sit down with them and talk to them and see where they were at in life and if it if they were old enough to have jobs what their current aspirations were if they wanted to continue that job and how they felt in their life at that point and what their plan was ahead and if they didn't really have a plan kind of nudge and poke their brain a little bit and it's a very inspiring thing and we would sit in the car and we weren't we weren't able to leave until we talked to Uncle Mike first <laughs> and so it was always a check did everybody talk to Uncle Mike yes yes and then we might have one brother that sits in the back and twiddles his thumbs go talk to your Uncle Mike <laughs> and so let me demonstrate kind of what he would do in these sort of situations Sean uh, if you just you can sit in your chair or you I can sit in my chair yeah so you'd sit you down and say hey Sean yes so I hear you had a, a kid very recently. I did. So can you tell me a story, something you've learned from your child? And I'm just giving an example. You don't have to tell me, but he, you know, dig into an experience that you had, a life lesson that you've learned, and then you'd come back and say something inspirational, like take these moments, learn from them. You're going to have a bunch of these type of life moments with your child and embrace them. And you'd make sure to have a strong connection look into your eyes and so you really took something away and he'd sit and talk to you for 15 minutes but he'd make sure to have one of those connecting moments and I don't really have those cousin gatherings anymore it's since we all graduated went to college I live six hours away a lot of people we're we're down in Florida New York we're kind of all over the all over the grid on on the East Coast and Another fond memory, the last one I'll tell you, is at my cousin's graduation, which again would have been around this time, uh, you know, 12, 13 years ago, and he sang, he was always singing at events when we would go camping or things like that, he always would grab karaoke by the horns and make sure to belt out a song that everybody loved. And um, before I start singing a tune that I remember him singing on that day, uh, I'll tell you that it's he's <clears throat> a very sad loss that we had. He passed away at 54 a few years ago. And <laughs> yeah, so very difficult, but he's a wonder, wonderful man, a beautiful soul. He'll always live in the hearts of my family and <coughs> sorry a spirit that will go on so let me sing let me work up a little bit so i'm not butchering this beautiful song and if you want to sing along feel free Whew. All right. they were singing Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. To Mike. Wow. Nice work, Jake. And thank you for sharing this speech with us on the podcast. Last but not least, we have Miss Sylvia Gambacota. This is her first time giving this speech. The title of her speech 
is once a year. So here is Sylvia Gambacorta with once a year. Mr. Toastmaster, members and guests, do you know that 92% of employees work at least one day of the week remotely? Virtual teams are more and more popular these days because of our technology. And the team can accomplish remotely their goals and being in a, in a different location. My team also is virtual and meets once a year. A little while ago, I joined the Breast Cancer Coalition on a part-time basis as a, a, their in, um, research initiative coordinator. The coalition awards two grants each year to pre and postdoctoral students from institution in the central and western New York. The research proposal must meet the coalition priority to prevent and or cure breast cancer. I lead the review panel responsible to review those proposals and make recommendation to the board of directors on which project should be funded. My team is composed by two groups, the scientific reviewers, which are medical and professional in the research, the research professional that work in institution in the Rochester area or vicinity, they assess each proposal for the scientific, scientific validity and also if the work can be achieved in a year time. The second group is the survivor, the survivor reviewer. They look at each research more on the significant and impact to the life of a survivor. The group has an individual task, which is to independently review and score each research, and then a collective task when we meet remotely once a year to finalize their scoring and recommend which research should be funded. I make sure that they understand their task, especially if I have a new reviewer on my team. And I generally give them three weeks to accomplish their task. And I found that three weeks seems the correct amount of time. Any longer, most likely the project gets put in, in, in the back burner and then everybody scrambles when I start sending reminders that time is up. So I follow up regularly with email to make sure every, everybody's on track and if they have any question for me. I learn also to identify achiever of the groups. So they, they are my goal people 
when in time of crisis. Since the panel is formed of volunteers, sometimes a member cannot complete their assignments or they might have a work conflict and they cannot attend the review day. That's the day we meet virtually. Member are not rewarded financially. So I make sure that I send in a, a letter of appreciation and a small gift to show our gratitude. This year, we received 12 research proposals, a lot of innovative researcher, and the panel had difficulty choosing. So at the end, they did not choose two research, but three to, for funding. So this year, the coalition awarded $100,000 for breast cancer research. Mr. Toastmaster. What a nice experience, Sylvia. Thank you for sharing this experience with us on the podcast. Well, there you go. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hearing those speeches from Jake and Sylvia. And thank you all again for sharing your speeches with us. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, the best ways to support are to either go ahead and leave a review where you are listening or share the podcast with someone who would enjoy as well. Also, if you'd like to give some feedback to any of the speakers, I will leave my email in the show notes and I will make sure to forward your message onto them. If you are interested in learning more about Toastmasters, just head to toastmasters.org. I will leave the direct link in the show notes for you as well. The music used in this episode is Spark of Inspiration by Shane Ivers from silvermansound.com. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time on the Rochester Club 476 podcast.